Welcome to the Avrio Genetics Podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in today. This is Brandon Hensinger. This episode of the podcast actually features an interview that I did recently with Alice Chrissy, the CEO of Fertility Answers, where we take some time to discuss how non-invasive PGTA testing is revolutionizing the IVF industry. I hope you enjoy it. Reproductive genetics. This is an area of medicine that's still up and coming. And here today is Brandon Hensinger with Avrio Genetics to talk about some of the innovations that are happening. One in particular I'm so excited about, non-invasive genetic testing of embryos. Brandon, before we dive in to what that really means, can you take us through a quick history of what, how you even, you know, historically have tested embryos before? Sure, of course. So genetic testing of embryos is, is super important to the whole IVF cycle process because it allows you to, instead of just, instead of just picking embryos for transfer based on morphology or based on what they look like, genetic testing of the embryos lets you actually test the, the real chromosomal structure of the embryo and allows physicians to pick healthy embryos for transfer or to pick the best embryos for transfer. And historically, the way that physicians have done that is by, or by working with the embryologists to, to actually biopsy the embryos, where you pull off a few cells from the outer layer of, of the, the embryo and test them, test these cells genetically and use those results to determine which embryo is healthy and, and which embryo isn't. And up until now, that, that's been the methodology, is, is testing the embryo genetically by, by pulling cells off or by biopsying the cells. Which, which, which sounds a little bit like, ow. I mean, I've right. been, I'm somebody who has been through a biopsy as an adult woman. You know, I'm a cancer survivor. I went through a biopsy and it was painful. You know, it didn't feel good. And so when yeah. you think about such precious cargo, like an embryo and how fragile it is, it does seem just at the top of it. Now, my co-founder, you know, has long since been doing genetic testing of embryos and, and we do have safety, but it does sound painful. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. So it is an invasive procedure and op opponents to it are concerned about it, it negatively impacting the health of the embryo. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, there's, there's people who are opposed to it based upon it potentially damaging the embryo. I mean, there are, there are real potential, there is real potential to damage the embryo if somebody inexperienced is biopsying the embryo. But, but the, one of the, one of the biggest concerns that I've seen more people be opposed to that type of testing is not necessarily because of, of the physical damage to the embryo, but because they're concerned that the results may not actually be as as truly representative of the embryo as as once thought or as as they could be. That's where there seemed to be a little bit more pushback towards the idea, especially later. Sure. And and the term mosaicism is when you have a mixed result. And right, and 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 that's like the hardest result to get because there's so much debate about whether or not to transfer a mosaic embryo right. or not. So can you can you science it more accurately defined than what I just said a mixed result of what a mosaic embryo is? <laughs> yeah, and how that um, even actually, happens. One of one of the best uh, the best illustrations I can think of that I think everybody can identify with is if you think back to to like when you were in kindergarten or first grade and you would have an art project where you would make a, a mosaic. You know, you take little right. pieces of tile or beautiful of whatever, whatever yeah. you want, and you put it all together because the colors match. 
and then you look at it from a distance and it looks like a picture. It looks like a, right. a unified picture. But when you get close, you realize that it's all made up of different pieces that have nothing to do with each other. And that one piece doesn't even represent what the, the rest of the, mm. the picture is. And so that's that's a great way to look at what embryo mosaicism is as well, or, or any kind of mosaicism. But specifically with embryos, could be that it looks like an embryo. It is an embryo. It could look healthy, but it mm -hmm. could very well be that some of the cells or all of the cells are different genetically. And that would mean that the embryo is mosaic or, or not as, or, or not, not chromosomally sound. And that would be a good way. That's a great, I like that explanation. One of the issues I had when I was going through cancer treatment is, is they, they took different sections of the tumor and got very different results. Yeah. And it was very confusing because they said, if we keep doing this in one area of the tumor, I was triple negative. In another area of the tumor, I was 95% progesterone positive and estrogen positive. And in another area, I was like lower progesterone. Estrogen. So we really didn't have any idea of what yeah. the full impact was of this tumor and like, you know, what was going on with the rest of my body. That, that mixed result was one of the most frustrating aspects yeah. of even trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I think that patients and physicians both are in that same frustrating experience, right, with mosaics, especially right. if they don't have any normals. And they only have mosaics to work with. And so some doctors are like, yes, absolutely, I transfer mosaics. But the key is, is that your company has the technology. There is a patent on a non-invasive technique that gets more information on the whole, the totality of the embryo, rather than just a section. Yeah, exactly. So with, with econ genomics technology, with the, the non-invasive PGTA, it's uh, well, the, the patent is, is actually on, on what makes the, the, the test possible. It's the a patent on the the front end the the DNA amplification technology, which is called Malbach. But I won't bore you with the details of what it, <laughs> it stands for. But it's but it's um, it, it's it's a methodology that lets us work with a very very small amount of DNA, and still be able to test it and and get results. And when you think about if you're biopsying cells off of an embryo, um, for everybody who's who's watching and doesn't know, your entire genetic code, like your whole genome is present in every single one of the cells in your body, which is incredible. Like packed into the incredible. nucleus of every cell is ever, it's two copies of every single one of your chromosomes. Like it's, it's crazy. So if you're biopsying cells off of an embryo, you're getting whole cells, you're getting the whole genome from all of these cells. So it's a lot easier to sequence and test these, these cells and the embryos that way. But when you're working with the DNA that comes leaks into the, the culture media of an embryo of where the embryo is growing, that DNA is like, fragments and pieces of DNA. So we've developed a technology that allows you to take all these little pieces of DNA and for lack of better description, still make sense out of it and still and still use it. So it's uh, it, what, what it's enabled us to do is it's enabled us to genetically test an embryo without having to biopsy it. And actually what we've been able to show is that the DNA that's in the culture media from an embryo actually represents the entire embryo, not just the cells. So it's it's shown to be safer, but also to be more accurate and, and give more assurance that the results you get are 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 really what the, the status of the embryo is. And that ultimately can lead to to choosing or finding or finding and choosing more healthy embryos and and ultimately increasing chances of pregnancy. That's a, such an incredibly important innovation in our field. And there's an important paper that I feel like we should link to 
that people could could read. Could you talk just a little bit about the study that you know the the, the president of ASRM was a part of yeah. conducting with you all? Yeah. So back in June last year, Catherine Rakowski, who's now the president of ASRM, she published a paper utilizing our non-invasive PGTA technology to look and see whether or not the the non-invasive technology was more reliable than the than the biopsy-based technology. And what's what what she did in this study was she compared the DNA from the culture media to the whole embryo and to the the bio and to bio, to biopsy samples. And when they tested all of this, and when we tested all of it, we showed that the DNA in the culture media was in fact more representative of the entire embryo than just the than just the TE biopsy was. And what Incredible. that and what 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 that meant, what that translated to, was that you can be more confident that if the results say that you have a normal embryo or a, a euploid embryo, that that it actually is. And it's it's absolutely in, incredible because it's we've we've been able to truly demonstrate that it's a better way of testing and choosing embryos and and in fact I don't Alice I don't even think I told you about this but we we also have developed in in addition to that a uh, like an artificial intelligence algorithm that allows us to take the data and query all of the clinical data we have from non-invasive PGTA testing to help IVF doctors prioritize even the normal embryos. So wow. if, you get, if you get results from all of the normal embryos, and if you get results, let's say you have four normal embryos, we can actually prioritize which ones are the best normal embryos and, oh and give you an extra step to choose that. And we've actually been able to demonstrate that it has a higher clinical pregnancy rate. And for some of our, actually, well, the clinics that we've been working with, we've seen like an average increase in clinical pregnancy rates by like two to 3%, which is amazing. That is, you, you're right, yeah. you forgot to tell me that. <laughs> That's Sorry. incredible. I'm thinking about the time when I was going through and we were doing embryo selection for my transfer with Dante. And you know, I had a cohort of frozen day two embryos that were thawed and then traditionally biopsied PGT, back then it was PGS to do the embryo selection. I had seven normals to work with. Now, the way the data described it to me back then, if my memory serves me correctly, is one was fully hatched, one was partially hatched. Dante was partially hatched. So if we didn't do it that way, about like the whole, you know, how far along is the blastocyst, we would use your AI technology instead. We might have even yeah. picked a different embryo and not Dante, yeah. right? That's kind of nutty, you think. But yeah, we yeah. might have. Yeah, technically, so, technically yes. And, you know, back then we were also doing a lot of, you know, two, you know, two embryo transfers instead of single embryo transfers. Right. I mean, this is such a compelling technology because it, it also, I think, is uh, very helpful for the single embryo transfer kind of movement. You know, that, yeah. that where we're really headed is to reduce multiples, um, improve healthy outcomes. And by having this kind of consistency um, in the field, right, and improvement in clinical outcomes, I think that we also can finally start considering making the case to insurance companies that it's outrageous for them not to cover yeah. PGTA. Right. I agree. It's a, it's a, yeah. All right. Well, then we'll tackle that next, the advocacy on, yeah. on making sure insurance companies cover sure. it. <laughs> well, this is, you know, super exciting. I'm sure there's a lot of questions. We will include the link to that paper for everybody. Um, yeah. You know, this is, you know, our field is always evolving. 
where we started to where we are now, it's kind of, it's, it's huge. And it's just incredibly exciting. Brandon, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Absolutely. We'll make yeah, sure to include, include apps always. Yes. Uh, we'll keep the conversation going and, you know, we just hope to see more and more people, uh, you know, know what their reproductive choices are in, in totality and, and yeah. make the right choice for your family. Uh, thanks everybody awesome. for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks Alice. Thanks everybody. Thanks Brandon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Avrio Genetics Podcast. To learn more about how we are creating a better tomorrow, please visit www.avriogenetics.com. <laughs>